The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. My name is Thomas. Do, 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 oh, yeah, do. he's not Weezer. I podcast with Lucas and Rebecca. I did see Root Weezer. Were they any good? They were actually really good. Um, impressively good. How do you get Weezer for a private concert? Uh, you throw fucking money at them, <laughs> I guess. That's I don't crazy, know. though. Yeah, it was it was the best private concert I've ever been to. Like, I've seen... So I've seen Alien Ant Farm at a private concert, <laughs> which is actually pretty good. This was, like, 12 years ago. No. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was, like, 11 years ago. Um... I've seen, I saw Camp Freddy at a private concert at the Hard Rock, which was, it was basically like Ozzy Osbourne and a bunch of just like 80s metalheads just like playing covers of each other's songs. Huh. It was pretty sick. Um, yeah, Weezer was dope. Uh, I've never seen Weezer live. I've always been a huge Weezer fan, but I've always missed him. Hmm. So it was really cool to see him play all the, play all the hits. Yeah. With like only, you know, 200 people in Have an open bar. Have you seen that Saturday Night Live sketch <laughs> where <laughs> Matt Damon was the host and I think it was this was like last season too, uh, and uh, him and Leslie Jones get into an argument about Weezer, and no. it's like every Weezer argument I've ever heard. It was so spot on. <laughs> it was Weezer was good through Pinkerton, and then they got not good, and no. then and then Matt Damon is on team. No, all of their best stuff is post Pinkerton. Okay, and. It just like escalates. Oh, it's like one of the best sketches I've seen. Because yeah, I would say the blue album. The blue album's post Pinkerton. No, it's blue then Pinkerton. Oh, so. they said the. It was said that blue album was overproduced, so that's why they made Pinkerton, which was a lot looser. And then they did the green album after Pinkerton, which was right? okay. Which was fine, but it's no Pinkerton and blue album. Yeah. It feels like the green album's definitely the Divider. segue between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, it, everybody's and, like, yeah, it's okay. And yeah. like the other albums after that had like good tracks but as an album they were shitty beverly like, hills i like that song sam only i'm definitely <laughs> one of the snobbier like blue and pinkerton see and like but you like watch the sketch it's so funny i don't even i don't i don't even know if they did it on an album but they have that song it's called like hot dog soup or something yeah uh troublemaker i think yeah i like i like that song but i don't That's, know if that was on an album i think it was just a single they did no that was the red album and i listened to it because it was produced by rick rubin oh uh, okay so like, but again, like I think after Pinkerton and Blue Album, everything had like good tracks that you could listen to and enjoy, but they weren't like 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 hip, I can hip yeah that bing, uh, that was green album. But the Blue yeah. Album start yeah. to finish is just like a rump, it's a rump shaker start to finish. I would agree. They've shaker. had, they had yeah, singles come back. out that it's like oh okay yeah, and then I'll listen. Well to them now like, they're just nah. releasing albums that are just covers. Well, and I so, hate that. So here's so much. Here's the here's the problem with Weezer doing Weezer doing cover albums. It's not actually that they're bad covers. It's that Weezer is like quintessential Americana rock. And so when a quintessential Americana style rock band covers American rock from the 70s and 80s, it just sounds like fucking like it sounds it doesn't there's nothing unique about it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. something fun about covers, at least for me, is that you're hearing a song you like in a different style, right? Sure. Like that's me first why in the Gimme Gimme's. Yeah, me first in the Gimme Gimme's, Frog Leap I, Studios. Like you're hearing metal or punk or hip hop or whatever version of these different tracks you like. And so when Weezer covers like Toto, arguably if Weezer was around when Toto was around, they probably would have sound like fucking Toto. Like, you know what I mean? Like they're just the evolution of Toto. So you don't get anything unique about it. I feel about point. Weezer the same way I feel about J.J. Abrams. I feel like... Uh, so they did the Toto cover and mm-hmm. the internet was like, what? So they're like, oh, the fans like these things. 
and then continued to just do. Did they release two cover albums? Because I only remember the one. I think there's one. Just, just, the, just the one. Okay. But like. That's more than we needed. It's more is. than we needed. It totally is. Yeah. yeah. Like them doing the Toto song, which is not a great song as it is. Oh, it's not. Uh, no, I agree with you, Lucas. I see. I just feel like I, like I said, I feel the same. That was way like about I them. get the joke. You, you fall through on the Twitter <laughs> joke. Sorry, Rebecca, but like that was enough. Now an album. That's oh. too far. Okay, this joke's yeah. not funny anymore, Dad. Uh, that just they play they play it too safe now. I think you're too right. Too fan servicey and too safe. But their new album is supposed to be good, right? They, they they said they were gonna make a good album. I don't know if they did or not. I don't. I haven't listened to, not since the Red album, and I was like, yeah. eh, Rick Rubin, you did okay." Yeah. I wish you would have done better. I mean, yeah. Because I like Rick Rubin. Most of the time, when he jumps in with an artist, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, this album." When he did Black Sabbath, he did Metallica. Obviously, Johnny Cash. He did the Weezer album. I was like, "Okay, a return to form." But the Weezer was the and uh, um, fuck, what is his name? Doesn't matter at this point. There's another one. Mm. But the Weezer was the last one. I was like, ah, Rick Rubin, you didn't really do a good job with this yeah. one. I mean, maybe it's just Weezer. Like, maybe, again, stylistically, I don't know. It's a fun song, but it's not great. Well, I don't know if I'd agree with that evil superpowers. Which I song? really like Toto. I like Africa by Toto a lot. You can like it. It's not good. Like, I like lots of stuff that's not good. <laughs> feel attacked in my own house. Mm-hmm. Um, Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I... I don't know. Like this Weezer style doesn't lend itself to creativity. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'd agree with that. I I totally. I feel, I feel like it was. Sorry to cut you. It no, felt like good. it was a very creative, awesome thing. Like Blue Album. That was like a cool, fun, unique surfer garage sure. rock. Yeah. It was the first of garage rock. But then, like, where are you going to take that? That that's what I mean. Is when they tried to take it somewhere else, it didn't work. Yeah. So they their their choice was make, quote unquote, the same album. For the next twenty fucking years, or try something new that's not going to be good. Well, and I see that's the. I know you don't care for Metallica, but it's one of the other bands I know their catalog enough. Metallica in the eighties, heavy metal, right? Like, yeah. Definition of heavy metal, and then when they got into the nineties, they started moving in towards like the nineties heavy metal rock, which yeah. was just fucking gross and not, not good. good. Anything they've done since then that was successful was returning to their own form. Which so again, Miley Cyrus, as as... right? She did all of her Disney stuff. <laughs> I like that yep. we went from Weezer to and Metallica to Miley Cyrus. She <laughs> was like, I'm not with Disney anymore, but I'm still America's little country girl. So it's mm-hmm. a party in the USA. Right. And then she went wild and was like, I can't be tamed. And here's a sexy album. And then she broke up with Liam Hemsworth and she was like, I'm on drugs. And like, it became a rave kid. And now she's kind of back to being like, okay more down to earth and mm. so her journey was told through her music also when they broke yes. up i saw the stupidest headline ever which time the most recent time they broke up uh yeah because they like just recently broke up yeah that one and there was an article that was like what did it say it basically said like how she couldn't make it work with liam hemsworth or something was the article title i'm like no fucking shit like that's, that's the article you released an hour ago said they broke up so clearly they couldn't make it work because they fucking broke up yeah that's the, so this, this is not new information. The, the really helpful advice I got from Thanks. my lawyer during my divorce, which still sticks, is no good marriage ends in divorce, which is like, yeah, it's mm. a, it's helpful in the perspective of like, oh, that's why this is happening. But it's also like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I knew this. I was aware. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. good. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, you know, it's my one year proposal anniversary. I saw guys. that one year from you You're making proposed? fun of dudes proposing to women and then getting Yep. I could. You couldn't have a more Rebecca engagement. Than yep. That. Why don't you retell it? 
Rebecca, how did it go? So we went on a hike. We went down to you and me and my fiance Andrew, my now fiance who never ages. Never. God bless him. I love. Love me some Andrew. He's good. He's good peeps. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went down to Zion's. And so we were going to go on this. So there's this one hike that we like to do in particular. Uh, the called Emerald Pools, I think. Anyway, but it's like there's three phases to the hike. There's the lower pool, the middle pool, and the upper pool. And the middle and upper were closed due to like rock slides and stuff. Mm. And those are arguably the prettier pools. And he had like this whole plan to propose there. And uh, so the day we got there, we're like, well, let's just do like the lower hike so that we can save time tomorrow for our other hikes. And he was like, okay. (laughs) And uh, so we go on our hike (laughs) and he starts a conversation of like, so how do you think our relationship is going? And I'm like, it's going okay. And he's like, what do you mean? Just okay. And I'm like, this is a conversation (laughs) that we have like often. So I'm not like... Oh, okay, not weirded out by I don't, it. I don't know. Here's what you did to piss me off today. I don't know what you want to hear. <laughs> and then... Pulls out the notebook. Wow. Yep. And then we get to the first pool where the trail is cut off. And uh, he's like, you, you, we should take a picture. And like spins me around and like pushes me back down the trail. And I'm like, Jesus, okay. And I... Or no, before we get up there or like while we get up there, I'm like, in me trying to be more open and communicative about my thoughts and feelings, I say... Uh, my girl brain is telling you to propose like would well, this would be a great place to propose isn't that so dumb and he's like ah. <laughs> and then he's like let's take a picture spins me around push me, me da- back down the trail and then I turn around and he's on one knee and I go oh no <laughs> and I say no like six times because one I'm trying to buy time because he hasn't said anything and <laughs> like two I was just dunking on the whole idea right right uh, so then I was like are you gonna say anything? <laughs> so it was. It was like the Shit's Creek with David. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. When I saw that, I thought of you. Yep. Yep. And here like, we are. Now you're a year later. Bill Murray. A year later. Sometime. Nine. Nine more years to go. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Congratulations. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that's pretty great. I got a question for you. Oh. Everybody and their goddamn brothers keeps asking me, "Are you getting? Did you get engaged? Aren't? You, are you married? Are you getting mm-hmm. married? Do you get that a lot?" I'm getting that a lot lately. Uh, no, because I get people thinking I'm already married. And so a lot of people refer to Andrew as my husband. <laughs> sure. I think that's the stage I've slowly gotten into as well. And I've just stopped just correcting like, Oh, your wife. And I'm yeah. like. I've just stopped correcting people. Sure. Yeah. That's fine. I, it's not that I ever cared, but it was just like, whatever. Yeah. Because yeah. you asked me that last time. You and John, well, after it's, the it's podcast, because, it's because I'm not I, saying that's a complaining way. I've just no. noticed a, a big influx of people well, asking. I that. just know that you two got engaged, but we it's did. been a minute. And so, about a year. Yeah. And so, as I was going in to be like, yo, you can marry and such. And then my brain was like, wait, they are right. Because like, there's <laughs> that doubt where I'm like, fuck, what if something happened I didn't know about? <laughs> I just want to be the flower girl. That's all I. Hey, Tom's wedding, he already got married. No, it yeah, already happened. I don't know what's going to happen, can but I, I don't be your think... best man slash flower girl. I don't think anybody's going to be there. Rude. High, uh, I'm high probability of that. You gonna pull a Nick? Oh, uh, get married no, in an we'll parking lot, and then tell me at work. <laughs> no, we'll have, <laughs> no, we'll have a party, but there's a high probability that we're gonna do our own thing. Cool. You need Fair a warning. witness. You need a witness. I got Elmer. He Elmer's, can sign. Elmer's a good boy. Sign. Bonk. Boom. Best boy. Mm. Who's gonna turn down Elmer as a witness? Did you see today? We're just turning into the Z Morning Zoo, by the way, if you guys didn't know. So, uh, did you see today? Um, Oh, Bobby. (laughs) 
my only thing. There's all the photos of pit bulls, and they look like seals. Yeah, they're just land seals. Yeah, that made me real happy. Pit bulls are land seals. Okay. Fuck this. I'm going (laughs) to wrangle this. Okay, I want to talk about Celeste. Has anybody played that? No, but I've I've looked at- Barely knew her. (laughs) Fair enough. Fucking (laughs) fucking goddess. The- uh, (laughs) The, the developer released all of his code for people to look at. That's super cool. They um, built it in Visual Studio. It's Unity, yeah, yeah. He did it is, in Unity and Visual. That's what. That's so crazy to me. No, that's what you code in Unity with. I Yeah, well, I develop in Visual Studio and I hate it. So it's just um, funny to me that somebody would go there to make a game. It's great with Unity. Like the autocomplete stuff and the way like it integrates with Unity for like um, comp- compiling and for like testing is great. Hmm. I love Visual Studio. You that's should funny. also check out, they have a new feature, like cloud programming. So basically, if you're stuck on something and you're like, yo, dog, I'm stuck on this, you can actually click cloud and it'll spin up like a little server where you're coding in the cloud on a server and I can go in and make edits to your code in real time and we can mm. talk through it. Anyway. That's super cool. Probably not Sox compliant. Nerds. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I would say 11 out of 10, not Sox compliant. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Celeste is a really cool platformer. platformer. right? She's climbing a mountain called Celeste, yeah? Well, she, her name... Yeah, her name Wait, is her name is Celeste, and the mountain's name is Celeste. The mountain's name is Celeste. Her name is could be Madeline. They set it up like Zelda, so you can make it whosoever name you want. It could be your name. Uh, but I think you would like it, Rebecca. Oh yeah. I don't know if you like platformers though. I don't know what that means. So like Mario, Mario. Brothers, where you have to jump on things oh. and get to the end of something, left to right. I do jumping. like those more than mm. yes. So there, it's fun. Uh, it's pretty. It's kind of difficult, but the oh, I story. Do like fun. Yeah, the story's great because it's this gal. You don't. It starts out you don't really know what's going on for her. It's all sixteen bit cutesy, mm-hmm. and then when they talk, they've got a nice big bar at the top with cool animation that they've drawn, so it's a little bit better detail. Anyhow, she's mid twenties, going through some kind of life crisis, and Same. has decided she's going to climb this mountain because that's going to help her by doing this thing she thought was impossible. Kind of wild Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. vibe, and it's fun. Um, and. She, somewhat spoilery early on in the game you walk past a mirror and the mirror shatters and out of the mirror comes a mirror version of her but it's essentially all like her anxiety dread and depression embodied as this like character chasing after her and Mm. so a lot of the game is her learning how to cope and interact with that Mm. which is interesting metaphor for a platformer Interesting. But it's super cool, Tom, and the layers of accessibility. Right, because you can basically turn on like an easy mode that makes it like... It's not even uh, an easy mode. They call it assist mode, so it's not like derogatory. But <laughs> Because that's a big part of it is that you can turn off the flashing lights, and then you can turn off the shaking, which for me was like, this is annoying me every time yeah, I die and the whole yeah. screen shakes. But then they call it an assist mode, and you can... T- there's these sliders, so you can turn down like the speed of the game. You can turn down whether or not Celeste gets hurt by certain things. And so you can make the game a little bit simpler and it'll tell you, hey, dude, we we intended it this way, but we understand there are different levels for every gamer. We want everyone to experience this. That's really cool. So as someone that might enjoy platformers, but maybe not... Is bad at games. It's kind of bad at games... I think I think sure. you might enjoy it. Is it on the Switch? Yep, it is. that's where I picked it yep. up. It's twenty bucks, so wait until it'll I, drop to ten bucks at some point. So I, this is one of the games I would actually pay twenty bucks for. I'm I think, glad I did. I think I think the developer deserves this. They did a good job. It's and truthfully, like I think the game launched at twenty on everything else, so it's not like they're gouging. I think it's a fair price. And yeah. So there's seven or eight levels, and every level you can find a cassette deck, which unlocks what they call the B-sides, okay. which is the harder version of that world. So okay. there's essentially 14 or 16 okay. worlds. 
Spe- it's fun. Yeah, I, I, I've been meaning to play it. It's on my list for sure. It's like it's way up my list. I also just bought Shovel Knight for the Switch, which I need mm. to get. I've never played Shovel Knight. I've bought it three times. You will love I've never Shovel played Knight. It. Yeah. Um, speaking of games that we're going to love that we need to buy, so did you guys see the release date for a Goose Game hit no. today? <laughs> I saw it hit, but I didn't see September what it was. September 20th, Untitled Goose Game. Oh, man. It's going to be It's going to be on the Switch. Yeah, that's, that was, that's where I saw the announcement, and I'm buying it day one. That game is going to be so fun. So, Rebecca, do you know what that is? I, no. It's in Kay. the vein of, like, bread and all those other yeah. games and so goat simulator I am bread and goat simulator so this game sim- oh, it's a series bread. of simu- is that the one where you're a toast uh-huh yeah, yeah. It's a series of simulators so but stupid things yeah so this one you're a goose okay. and you're trying to just like accomplish objectives on a farm and all you can do is run and honk uh. so like there's one where you're trying to get in a gate and the the farmer has a key so you have to walk over and turn on the stereo and then you hide and then he comes over towards the stereo, and then you run and turn on the hose and hold it in his your mouth. Then it goes, and it sprays him, and he drops the key, and you grab it and run past him and run through the door. Like, you're basically just this goose, and all you're doing is fucking with a farmer. <laughs> it looks amazing. <laughs> and it comes out September 20th on the Switch. I'm pretty stoked. So the Switch has been killing it. I know Dude, we talk about it, but the so indie good. game stuff. They have a whole indie uh, Nintendo Direct they do now. Yep. And it's and a lot of it, I mean, they do do, 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 do. <laughs> they do a lot of ports right like they ported super eat boy and some mm-hmm. of the big names cuphead got a port things like that Minecraft. but they're also going after some original stuff which is really fun i i think they really they've done a good job of uh taking that portability yeah and bringing in the indie titles because that's a i think a selling feature for even folks that have the playstation or the xbox to be able to yep. play portably these really great well and, and some of these titles games. too like because x idea at xbox is a good job of bringing indie stuff in and, and, and so does playstation right? they have teams dedicated to it but the joy. <laughs> you can never do a song here, Kanye. Hey, what? Kanye does some good songs sometimes. <laughs> um, I just broke my brain. Way so, to go, James. Indie games. Indie games. But there, some of these games I feel like are more suited for a handheld experience, right? Like Graveyard Keeper, um, Stardew Valley, Golf Story. They just they work on a handheld so well. Mm-hmm. And so I love that that market is available at this point. Like I love that Nintendo's got it; that it's working. And it's a lot of these indie games, being guys our age, yep. are kind of harking back to Nintendo games. Right. You know, difficult sixteen-bit platformers like yep. Shovel Knight and things. And so having a legit D-pad, nice little handheld. Yep. Speaking of which, a couple things to talk about hardware-wise on that side. So coming out next month, Hori is releasing. Who? Hori, they're um. Uh, Con- not a console, but like a accessory manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So they do arcade sticks, controllers, screens. Um, I have a portable Hori monitor I use for fighting games. It's super dope. Um, they are releasing um, Joy Cons, and they're oh, yeah. they're they're adult sized. You told me about that, and I'm buying two sets, one for Anna, one for me, because I'm so excited. They're also launching. Are they going to fit into the Switch? Yep, they'll slip in and dock. They're just bigger, so they fit bigger hands. Oh, um, and I'm pretty amped on that. They're also they have a wired Pro controller that's like thirty five bucks. Mm. That I'm probably gonna pick up because I really like I like Hori a lot. They do really good stuff. That's good to know. Yeah, yep. the Pro Controller. God damn it! You know, I was thinking the other day because at this point Nintendo's put um, put out every Zelda game again. You know, yep. in HD. Well, basically every for the most part. I if they would just bring that shit to the Switch because like I wanted to play. Yeah. I didn't really care for Twilight Princess a lot, which I know is blasphemy. But when it came out, I was like, the, the I actually six, never like finished a, that one. An hour and a half to get in. It's a fucking long game. But I want to play it again. Yep. I don't want to bust out the Wii U for that. Same with Wind Waker. Yep. Oh, Bring Wind that Waker shit was up good. to the Switch. 
I'd I, buy it again. I mean, they are doing Link's Awakening. God damn, that's coming I'm up. I'm going to play the shit out of that. That's mid-September. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, what so do you yeah. think about Link's Awakening, Rebecca? Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I don't care. You're going to wake the uh, wind fish with us? What? You're going to wake the wind fish with us? I don't know what that means. You, I think you'd like Link's Awakening. It's a really fun Zelda game. Why would I like it? Because you wake very, up the uh, wind fish. <laughs> it's kind of like weird character. It's almost like a David Lynch to the Zelda game. Yeah, it's very abstract. Cutesy art. Pretty you know, fun. I was busy thinking about Kristen Bell's executive producing this TV show called Encore. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is my worst nightmare come to fruition in a TV show uh, where what it is, is it gets together all these people who performed in a play or a musical in high school and then brings them all back to oh, do it again. no. That's funny. Because that's Danielle's friends were trying to do that. Sounds <laughs> like my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, her friends were trying to get together to like do a play again. That no. It was a, some other friends were like, hey, we should do this. She's like, yeah, that'd be fun, but it's never going to happen. I would rather leave the planet. Yeah, that's sometimes. That's a funny idea for a TV show. Kristen Bell's executive producing it. She's pretty all right. Yeah, no, she's great. But uh, ooh, that sounds like a straight up nightmare. Yeah. I told that to Andrew, who was a theater kid in high school and college, and both of us were just like, nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> never again. TV shows, it's terrified. The terror. Tell me about the terror. So it's a sci-fi show, and it's about, it's not in D, but Borderlands 3. Uh, Borderlands 3 is coming out in September, but the creator of Borderlands is like, hella sexual assaulting people that's not good i'm tired of the gaming industry being terrible hey gamers be nice to each other gaming yeah industry. how about that uh, skyrim composer or whatever as well fuck yeah that guy too i didn't hear um, about any of that shit he basically like raped like a lot of people oh and then i read this whole thing about the, like the guy at, uh like behind night in the woods yeah. like kept this woman in like an abusive relationship yeah. and yeah and did it to like so many other women which too. is super fucked up because i legit went to his panel at gdc last year and that's real heartbreaking to hear that he did that. And also that those women had to go through that. So I think if people Except just you did, guys. Well, I mean, I think if people just accept their trash. <laughs> oh, thanks. Accepting that you're not trash that you are trash makes it easier to not be trash, I think. Well, I, I don't even know. I think accepting accountability for trying to become a better human being. That's a better we way to be put it. shaming ourselves. I, right, that's not I'm just saying, like, if you just assume that you're not a perfect person, like yeah, right, that's the thing too. Do the like, work. People do okay, fucked yeah. up shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people have done some dumb and bad shit in the past but right. they have acknowledged it and are trying to better themselves like we yeah. should allow for that yeah. James Gunn so speaking of fucked up shit the terror is about made a bad joke. well yeah I'm not saying you get my point though yep. so these old British sea captains um, are basically their ice the break voice. these old British sea captains <laughs> they're out there trying to break it across so it's back when like the Brits were trying to do the crossing across the North Pole to find a better route to the Americas right Sure. And so they're doing the icebreaker stuff where they go across the North Pole and they break the ice. Mm-hmm. And so these two ships go. And what's this on? It was on Sci-Fi. Okay. We watched it on Hulu. Okay. Okay. Um. And so it's it's like this weird kind of like supernatural historical horror thing. So they're all going. They're doing their thing. And basically, as they're going, they start to notice that the water's freezing up faster than they had anticipated. It's like, well, we can't keep going. The ice isn't breaking. We need to camp out through the winter. When it thaws, we'll break the ice and get going. When it thaws, you're at the North Pole. Well, but it does thaw in the spring and the summertime, I guess. And so, and then it thaws enough. (laughs) It thaws enough. You idiots. It thaws enough that they can, like, continue breaking the ice and sailing through, right? So as they're doing that, they're kind of dealing with stuff, and they find this um, Native American, not Native American woman, um, Eskimo? 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 
is Eskimo the right term? I feel like that's not a good term. It's, it's an Inuit woman. Anyway. Um, okay, with okay. her with her father, presumably, and he doesn't have his tongue, can't talk. Some stuff happens. He ends up uh they think he's a mon that this beast is like hunting them kind of. And they shoot him. And then it turns into like they all get stuck and have to walk their asses home, basically. No. But as they're walking their asses home, there's also some supernatural shit happening. It's like 12 episodes just on it's, Netflix or something uh, we watched it on Hulu I think oh. and it's it's really interesting and it's just really fun hmm. I really liked it a lot because hmm. you kind of you're watching that like there's cool. like the melodrama of the men trying to deal with each other on the ship and the cold and all that stuff and the kind of the medical side of it and then all the other drama there but then also there's like this crazy fucking monster coming into it sometimes so it kind of reminded me of the show that got cancelled the Amazon one where they were on that ship in the Amazon trying to find like some secret thing like four or five years ago. But anyway, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. So if you like old... Ship in the Amazon. Cool, yeah, huh? it was, it was called like... It was, I think it was called The River. Oh, yes. Yeah. So yep. it, it was kind of like that, but, you know, when like towards the North Pole. And I, I really dug it. Like the actors were all super good. The stuff they were dealing with was pretty interesting. That's great. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. And one guy drank a lot. I started oh. watching the... Go on. The Righteous Gemstones. Have you guys seen that yet? That's the name of the show with Danny McBride. Yep. On HBO, it's his new- And Adam Devine's on it too, right? Yeah, yeah. Adam Devine's in it. Uh, John Goodman and um, Walton Goggins is in it mm-hmm. too. I love Walton Goggins. And that's the thing. So, Did you ever watch Vice Principals? So that, I would, as a matter of fact, yeah. so uh, I'd seen that. Danielle wasn't interested when that came out. Then we watched through Justified. She fell in love with Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. So now that she likes Danny McBride and him, I- it's like, yeah, now try it out. See him yeah. be this somewhat like God, over the top. Is so good. <laughs> just like sassy fucking dude. Uh-huh. And she's loving it. But the the Righteous Gemstones, I think it's definitely his best so far. Interesting. You know, Eastbound and Down was fun, but it's definitely kind of more raw. It's not bad, but it's kind of sloppier. Mm-hmm. And the Vice Principles is a little bit tighter. And I think this is definitely his tightest plot thus far. Uh, so... John Goodman, him and his wife are televangelists and they have this empire and she has since passed away and his sons are Danny McBride, uh, Adam Devine, and then I forget the actress's name, but she was the one that he kind of fucks around with in Vice Principals, the crazy teacher. I look it up. So anyhow, that's the kids. And so they're a televangelist family, but legit buku bucks televangelists and um in the first episode somewhat spoilery uh someone is blackmailing we find out danny mcbride and they have like a sex tape of him being at some orgy and they want him to bring this money to the certain point and you know john goodman's unaware of this and danny mcbride is fumbling through the situation which of course gets worse and worse and i feel like that's probably the plot of this first season yep it's fucking hilarious um I, I liked it. If you liked, you know, Eastbound mm-hmm. and Down and Vice Principles, you'll you'll probably dig it. Highly recommend it. Do you look her up? I, yeah, Edie, Edie something. Perfect. Yep. Edie something. She's in it too. Been watching She-Ra. Oh, I need to go watch She-Ra. that. I love the first season. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I, I haven't watched the second season, oh, okay. but I was watching the first season while I was a single mother and hmm. pretty good. Pretty good. How'd you like being a single mom? Good. I fucking hated it. And so Andrew, because he grew, he grew up in a, like only child single mom. And he was like, so now do you have a better appreciation for Shelly and all the stuff that she had to go through? And I was like, no, no. I'm not trying to learn a lesson. <laughs> I have a out of better this. appreciation for my free time <laughs> and everything that I want to be doing. 
So was that like all weekend mm-hmm. overnight too? Yeah, because they were all out LARPing. So Friday afternoon, they dropped this two-year-old off with me, and I watched them all through Sunday evening. Wow, you went from no kids to a two-year-old for two days. Yeah, well, guess who hated it? Jack, my dog. Really? The only well, because I was so I was also watching their like Chihuahua dog. Who she's great. She just takes care of herself, but. Jack, my dog, is such an only child who needs so much attention. He's like, why? Why are you paying attention to the other things? And then the mm-hmm. two-year-old would try to like hug and pet and catch Jack, and Jack's like, fuck off! Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem? No. Poor Jack. That's Elmer when he's around my niece. He's like, seriously, I'm fucking nine. I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> I'm going over here. No, yep. no, you stay there. Stay, stay there. Please, please, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to bite you. the love you. of God. <laughs> I, think but I that, will. I think this is enough for one week. That's perfect. Yep. I think that was enough. Bye. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.